ever thought there should be a book club for movies? We're your new favorite pod. Never doom scroll a streaming service again and end up not finding a single thing to watch. Every month we'll pick a genre or topic and choose movies that are streaming across platforms to watch and talk about. Also, all movies can be drinking games, right? Join the conversation in the next meeting of the Monthly Movie Club Podcast. Welcome to the latest meeting of the Monthly Movie Club Podcast. I'm your host, Mario, here with my lovely co-host and wife, Jen. This month's topic is timey-wimey movies. And this week's movie was Frequently Asked Questions About Time Travel, directed by Gareth Karavik, and it could be found streaming on HBO. So many versions of time travel that it's really hard to pick some movies that... So hard. So hard. So hard to narrow down. I think because there's so many good time travel movies that and that we love the topic so much. Yeah. It's really hard to narrow down to a very short list. I wish we could do them all year long. So I wrote down this list from a YouTube channel that I like watching. I you know me, I like watching it late at night all the time from the new rock stars and they did a whole thing about categorizing time travel. So I'm going to go down the list and then we'll see where this movie kind of applies in all of that. So they had the fuck it time travel, which was, you know, you have a device, you can time travel, anything goes. And their examples were like Back to the Future and Bill and Ted. Then there's the like branch realities time travel. Alternate versions. Yeah, the or like multiverses yeah. and mm-hmm. things like that. So, of course, the MCU starts dealing with that, you know, with the Avengers and stuff like that. All of that just got overly complicated for me. But they did kind of point out, which I was like, eh, okay, like I knew this, but like now putting it into context makes a little more sense. When they talk about the difference between Back to the Future 2 and the original. The original was, we have a time traveling car. What would happen? In Back to the Future 2, he starts to, they have to start thinking about, okay, wait, what's the consequence of what just happened of if this happens now, how does that affect the future? And there's, Um, there's different versions or different, yeah, different versions of you or different timelines of you in the same timeline. Yeah. Because the, in the original movie, you know, the entire movie takes place back in the fifties and he's just disappearing from existence right because of what he's done so the picture that he has is his evidence of of him altering something that he needs to fix yet in part two there's the 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 this happened biff got the book and now when he travels back to what he thinks is his present time timelines have been altered so now there's an alternate reality and you know they start actually adding a little bit more logic to it then we have time dilation movies which center with you know the idea that time is either moving faster or slower to the characters in the setting that they're in relative to everything else around them a movie that we saw that was really fun with that was the cave where you know a group of people walk into a cave and as they keep getting deeper and deeper they see people from different points of history that have also tried to explore the cave, but they can't make their way back out because as they keep making their way back out, time has been dilated to like 
it'll take you forever to, to get out. The This Has Always Happened movie of time travel, which is very much of like the reason the time travel is happening is because it needs to happen because it has always happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, their example was like the Terminator, you know, John Connor sends uh, in the original movie, John Connor sends one of his soldiers to protect his mother from the Terminator that is being sent by Skynet. Yet the soldier that he sends does it with his mom and is his father. <laughs> And that's how John Connor is born. So John, he needs to send that guy back to make sure that he's born. So it's like, it it has to happen. If it doesn't happen, then none of it seen, it all ceases to exist. And then the seeing the future or the kind of premonition type time travel. And I think they gave a couple of other examples, but to me, really, the the prime example for that is like Final Destination, Mm -hmm. right? Kid gets the premonition about the plane. He freaks out. Everybody gets off the plane. Plane blows up. And then now that one. Uh, For me, that one, I I wouldn't say that one is time travel. Yes, it's a glimpse into future or what was supposed to happen, but. That's not technically time travel. It's not time travel. I think it's the idea of these of that one is more of like the premonition or the the ability to see a possible future. Right. And then altering the course of that. The the example they gave was a movie I've never seen, but it was something with like Nick Cage where like he can see he can see like a few seconds ahead of time and so like every time like he's being shot at and things like that and he's able to dodge the bullets because like he knows where they're going to be but to me final destination fits in that category that's a it's a loose one for me i can see it but i can argue against it and of course the the time travel of all time travel movies is the time loop groundhog day it's it's you're stuck in a loop of time doing the same thing over and over until whatever is causing that thing, be it supernatural or be it an actual device, breaks or finally changes and lets you out of that loop, right? Mm -hmm. So like you might, like in Groundhog's Day, he died, he would go to sleep or once it got kind of like past midnight, reset he'd be back he'd be reset and he'd wake up to sunny and share every morning and then these last two were a little out there for me in the kind of explanation i know i tried explaining it to you beforehand and i think you're in the same camp of like timey-wimey is very timey-wimey for me it's so hard for me to grasp to grasp the you know what's going on so Go ahead. Yeah, you'll have to say it again. The last two are the unstuck mind and the unstuck body. So the examples of those things, the unstuck mind was the example given was X-Men Days of Future Past, which is where the consciousness of someone travels through time to affect the timeline, right? So in Days of Future Past, it's the one where like they gather the original X-Men. So... Patrick Stewart as uh, Professor Xavier, 
and what's his name? Wolverine. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman as as Wolverine, and I think Storm was there, Halle Berry, like, and it's this crazy future where the like the big Sentinels are actually like full on like rounding up and and eliminating mutants and stuff, yeah. and so Professor X is able to send wolverine because he's the only one that would be the same person um in the past Mm -hmm. or the person that would be able to handle what is what would be going through his mind so they send him back and then they get the cast of like you know when they redid x-men and had all the 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 new actors with like james mcavoy and, Mm -hmm. and whatnot but it was hugh jackman it was wolverine in with all the knowledge of the current present that jumping his, back his into mind himself, right his jumping back into his own mind in the like 70s or whatever it was and then trying to change what the future would unfold to be that one gets a little weird because then you start dealing with like okay if he's being sent back it's the same idea of like the whole paradox thing like if you send someone back change it it's going to create an alternate timeline mm-hmm. or what even it if ha- it's a- that that route has to follow the uh what was the one that you said where um it's like it's always been that way yes it's the this has always happened yeah, yeah. it would it would have to include that rule well the the in order for the this oh this has always happened thing to be valid is no matter what he does, they will still get to that shitty version of of reality where the mutants are being hunted. They're sending him back to change it, and he does, right? Oh yes, he does. Yeah. So, so now he. So he. So he's had all those years of knowledge, but he's back in this timeline now. Yeah, and then now he, when he's back in this timeline, he's the only one. That remembers or has memories or, or knows that something could have that there been was an alternate there's an alternate timeline yeah so mm, yeah and then the unstuck body was when you're the physical person the physical body it's you're traveling contrary to regular time and really the only example for that right now is tenant by christopher nolan where like you know it was like a heist, but going back through backwards through time where, you know, just things got just in Christopher Nolan fashion, super heady, super confusing really quickly, where like you go into a box, um, you know, something happens. And then as you're experiencing time, you're experiencing time backwards through normal time that everybody else is going through. So you're able to interact with things differently i don't even want to try to explain it but i'm gonna have to watch that one again yeah but yeah those were i I think they did a really good deep dive on all of that and i know that their initial kickoff was based on a another fun youtube channel called like minute physics that kind of went over there and kind of showed things visually i think i might show you that one later i saw that one yeah i I saw it oh yeah so like he shows things by like the actual like arrows and branches and things and it makes things a lot more palatable. So yeah, where do you think this month's movie of frequently asked questions lies within this matrix of time travel types, categories? 
Well, obviously, they don't know they're jumping through time until it happens. They can't control it at all. Okay. They don't even know what's causing it. They don't know, but it is... Okay. Okay, keep going. So, I... I don't know. I would put it. I would put it in the fucking time travel category. They're using, they're using the restroom as this time travel thing, right? That's that's where the time travel happens. Whether or not they know how to control it, that's just the thing that allows them to time travel. Mm-hmm. But they're also, they're also nerdy enough to know, and to try not to affect things so like they 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 know but they would know this list they would know this trope right like and so (laughs) they they know what the rules are supposed to be Mm -hmm. but i would still kind of maybe classify it in the mode in the first like fuck it let's find out what's going to happen or let's try to avoid you know so yeah that i think i would it would totally go into that so the synopsis of this movie is while drinking at their local pub Three social outcasts attempt to navigate a time travel conundrum. And that's the description that was on IMDb. I think it was also the description that was on HBO. But yeah, it's basically a movie about three friends who happen to find themselves time traveling while they're at a pub. And so, you know, the entire movie, it's one of these movies where like the entirety takes place essentially on one set, right? There's one location where this entire movie takes place. It's not like Back to the Future where he's running know, across town. And yeah, he's all over Hill yeah. Valley or, you know, or Terminator where they're like all over the city. Well, was original term. Yeah, it was in L.A. So it was all over L.A. or whatever. No, this takes place all within the like confines of one pub, one building. So in that sense, you would you can say that the time travel is localized. Yes. The time travel here will always take you to a different point in time of that pub. The main characters in this movie are Ray, Toby, and Pete. They're the three guys that are in the pub. They're just chatting, having a couple of pints. They're talking about how nerdy Ray is. They're talking about their future aspirations because Ray gets fired from his job. (laughs) Ray being played by Chris O'Dowd. So anybody who's familiar with like, the IT crowd. He was also in a, a, a TV show on, on Apple TV, a thing with the like fortune telling machine. Either way, really funny actor, super tall. But yeah, he gets essentially the movie starts off with him getting fired from his job. So that's one of the reasons why they're at the pub in the first place is to kind of make him feel better and be like, what are you going to do with your life now? <laughs> and then Toby. So Ray and Toby are the two out of the trio are the two like sci-fi nerds or science fiction. He keeps correcting everyone. It's not sci-fi. And then their third friend, Pete, he's kind of, he's the non-nerdy friend. He's the, he's the skeptic of whatever they say when they start bringing up like rules of time travel and things like that. But he's like, you can tell that they've all been friends for like a really long time. And then the last main character in the movie really there's there's four main characters is Chrissy that's played by Anna Ferris. Um she does have a very early two thousands Anna Ferris oh wispy ditzy thing going on. Yeah, like a very spacey 
voice yeah. or character. Yeah, I I'm not a fan of that, but it gets better uh, throughout the movie. So I I'm yeah I'm okay with her by the end. So from there, what 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 did you think or or you know? You know, I I wrote down what the guys were wearing because that stood out for me. Ray had a shirt of the recycle logo with the arrows, like the triangle and the arrows. Yeah, so it's basically kind of a little inside like, joke of like kind of like in the loop in a loop of yeah of, of time. And Toby had the twenty sided die, which to me kind of points out the different timelines or different places you can jump to. You just there's m- just multiple outcomes. That you can land on. Okay. Uh, and Pete had just a plain white tee. He's, he's like you said, the skeptic. Uh, just doesn't doesn't care about all this timey-wimey stuff. Um, yeah, something I thought fun to point out. Yeah, I, I don't think I picked up on... On the shirts? On the shirts. I picked up on the, on the 20-sided die. But I just kind of left, chalked that up to, like... In, like an icon of nerdiness, right? Like mm-hmm. the twenty-sided Dungeons and Dragons type uh, dice that you would have. Yeah. I didn't pick up on the recycle shirt or anything like that. So the first thing that I kind of picked up on was um, in the in the opening of the movie. It's uh, Chris O'Dowd at his job, which he is a space ranger at a uh, small little like shitty theme park. <laughs> <laughs> and but when he has a very distinct uh, uh, Irish accent. Right. But when he's playing this space ranger, he he straight up has an American accent. Like it's it's almost like a Texas draw type thing. Like, I don't you think know. I noticed that. Yeah, <laughs> he will. He, he does. And and it's also because like I was I was like, wait, his his voice sounds a little weird. And then, like, OK, he's he's doing an accent. And later on, he does crack a joke at like. Oh, by the way, everyone in the future, American. Oh, yeah, he does say that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's just a fun little, like, weird quirk that his character had, like, at the beginning. And, you know, he freaks out all these kids and <laughs> you just see one kid throwing up <laughs> because, like, you know, the he's going so intense. The script just goes so intense about this whole, like, we must destroy these aliens and... I think there's also a fun, like, just listening to the script part of all of that, where he, like, these aliens are not sentient or not a threat to us in any way, but they can be, so we must destroy (laughs) them. And then all the kids just freak out. So he gets fired and is the thing that kind of gets the whole story going. But, yeah, they the fact that they're friends, like, you can tell that they're friends really, like, they're they're really good friends. They're ribbing each other the entire time. They're buddies. Uh, they go to a movie, you know, they crack jokes about the movie. They go to a pub, you know, they're trying to figure out, like, what's next? What's what's with life? And, of course, the the non-nerdy friend, as they keep talking about, like, you know, they're they're writing their letter to Hollywood of, like, stop making shitty movies. Um, the friend makes, <laughs> you can really tell that he's, like, playing it off to them as, like, no, I honestly don't know the difference, but like really driving home that, yes, I do know the difference of cracking the kind of Star Wars, Star Trek joke. <laughs> and both of them are just like, it like gets gets under their skin. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like grinding their teeth. They're so upset about it. 
<laughs> which is is funny to see like that dynamic of like how they're going to 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 be this this whole time right and of course this the the skeptic is the one that kicks off all yeah the time he's the one that uh walks away and stumbles upon this this time travel yeah yeah i mean just before all of that too though um ray does meet up with with cassie Chrissy. cassie <gasps> it's cassie did I say Chrissy earlier? You said Chrissy. I wrote down Chrissy. It's Cassie. Let me just double check. I remember it's Cassie. Yeah, it's Cassie. So I'm sorry. It was Cassie. Cassie is played by Anna Faris. <laughs> <laughs> so Ray and Cassie have like the, the their little interaction. And they, you know, she kind of fangirls on him essentially. And he has no idea why. So he's just like, you know. Did, did these guys put you up to it? Like, you know, I just got fired. They're probably trying to cheer me up or whatever. But that whole <laughs> thing of her, that's that's the unaffairs you don't like. The kind of ditzy, wis- yeah. wispy, yeah. scary movie unaffairs. Yeah. I, I, I know, we, you know, we, we also mentioned to each other that, like, she changes her tone a little bit throughout the movie. And I think it's a little bit more of, like, a, this version of her that's fangirling on with Ray is the is the junior time traveler you know she's the one that's that's a time traveler she fixes time leaks that's her job but she is new to hold the whole thing she's green so she she's the one that's yeah even then though i don't think that's the right character to you have at the beginning of her timeline in this movie because someone like that doesn't grow you know what I mean? What do you like mean? Like, if, you, if you're a spacey girl, you're going to always be a spacey girl, no? Why would her character change with, like, if the timeline that we see of her, is it spans, what, over a year? It Yes, it does span over time. And so it's something that we we see every time we see her, there's been another... Like six gap months, in time, yeah. six months, maybe a year or whatever. So but she's I'm just maturing. saying that I'm just saying the the beginning character she chose to like to act with doesn't seem like that character would grow to what she is. Usually, when she plays that character, it's throughout the whole movie. She's that that same girl. Yeah, I mean, you've only got like ninety <laughs> minutes of a movie to to show a character arc, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah she she does tend to play that i mean i i think this is also around that time this was this movie came out in 2009 in the uk 2010 here in the u.s um it was an hbo film so it went straight to hbo but it it was around that time where she was doing those like scary movie and like that was her character and that's what she was known for so yeah and then so we were saying pete was the the, the first guy to Time, time travel travel yeah and yeah it's mainly because he has to go take a piss <laughs> <laughs> you know when he comes out from the restroom and he he has that first his first experience of seeing the pub full of bodies and you can you can tell something terrible has happened here he sees himself i i could first of all i couldn't recognize that was him 
So thank goodness he said something. <laughs> I wouldn't have known that was him. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he goes back into the restroom. You know, I, I would throw up too. I, I think if I saw that, I think I would throw did, up right away. Did he throw up? I, I wrote down that I would throw up too. So I'm assuming he did. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't say too. I said, I that just wrote that up. I would throw up. And I, I think I would. I think he seeing, just panicked. Seeing something like that. But, you know... He did panic, and he he went back outside to see you know to see what was going on. I think I would have stayed in there a little bit longer if I were him, <laughs> but he does come back outside, and he well, jumps. He, he comes back outside because he thinks he was hallucinating. He was like, "What? What? What was that?" And so like he comes back outside to almost like nervously check again. But when he does, he hears the music and everybody right. talking, and so he's like, "Wait, what just happened?" And he is back now. He's back in his original time. He goes to see his friends. What does he do? Grabs his beer. Grabs his pint. Takes a drink. I would do that too. He chugs honestly. the yeah, whole thing. He chugs the whole thing. But I, I thought it was I thought it was funny when his friends mentioned, you know, like, oh, if he pissed on his pants. Pissed yeah. his pants. And uh, he said it was not all of it. I, well, I, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. He, so, I mean, during the conversation when they're at the pub, he's the, he's the one giving them shit, especially when Ray comes back after meeting Cassie and saying, like, I just met this woman from the future. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did. And then now he's just like, I just traveled to the right. future. You guys won't believe this. And then he invites the guys to, to go do it with him. <laughs> and he's like, no, I don't want to go into the restroom. And you know, he just gets pushed in there. And then that's when like they all have to he's like i don't know how this works so let's just do everything the same and then the whole routine the whole song and dance that he did the very first time they all do together but the best part is that they all do it in this little like conga line <laughs> like prom picture they probably didn't have to stand that close but yeah <laughs> well i mean as we learn later on they didn't have to do any of that they just don't walk in and walk just back out in. but yeah they ended up let's see they ended i wrote down one, two, three, four. Pete goes five, six. Jump seven times in the movie. So the first time is the one that we were just talking about. He, Pete goes by himself, mm -hmm. comes back. He doesn't know when that timeline is. And then by the end of the movie, you find out that timeline is actually like... Uh, like the same night it's the right, same night that right. all of that happens so it only travels like a few minutes like maybe a half hour into the future or whatever then he gets back into there goes back to present time that's the second the second one they all go in there they do the whole little shtick when they come back out they see themselves yeah it jumps back maybe about an hour or something and they all like they're like nah this didn't work you're you're full of crap and then as they walk out <laughs> and, they, and the moment they see themselves they're like they had that kind of like stone face of like oh that's that's us right there okay yeah i'm gonna back up i love toby there because he walks up at like he you know he doesn't believe this is anything different so he walks up to the table he can hear everyone talking and and they they all come over eventually and they look and like oh nope mm, nope mm, they nope, just nope, back up nope. <laughs> yeah and I, I know that I know that you liked that they established rules for themselves. I did. Right? I like I like hearing the rules. 
they're nerdy enough to know that they're in a situation where they're time traveling and they need to follow certain rules, right? Um, their rules were don't kill anyone because it's going to affect the entire timeline and their entire lineage of people. So wherever you travel, don't kill anyone. Don't sleep with anyone. But the reason they gave that is that it always turns out to be someone from your family. <laughs> so if you sleep with anyone, it's going to turn out to be like your great aunt or something like that. And then, you know, in funny British guy humor the entire time, don't touch yourself is the like the joke. But, you know, it's basically don't interact with your past self Space if time you're there. Continuum. Yeah, they keep talking about like paradoxes and like they're smart enough to know about all that. They've seen Back to the Future. They've seen Terminator. They've seen all of these movies, you know. But yeah, they they see themselves. They're freaked out. They don't want to go into the restroom anymore. So they hide in a closet. And just the idea of like, okay, we just got to wait this out until we catch up to like the normal time. And so they're doing that. You know, he, Ray has the idea of like, I need to go talk to Cassie because she's the time traveler. She'll understand. Of course, she doesn't. She thinks it's. Yeah, don't believe her. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, they have to go pee again. They don't want to go into the men's restroom because that's where the bad things have happened. And so they go into the women's and turns out it doesn't matter. It's both the men's and women's <laughs> restroom. <laughs> Something's going on in that pub's restroom. So when they come out, they come out to the apocalypse and like the pub is like, there's like snow everywhere. It's like the nuclear apocalypse. There's like the city has been destroyed. Pete freaks out, runs back into the bathroom. By himself. By himself into the women's bathroom and then immediately comes out of the men's bathroom with a full-on beard. And he's like, don't go in there. <laughs> like, I think I think those jokes of, like, just playing with the idea of, of how long time travel episodes happen. Mm -hmm. I think just before that, they, they did the whole thing with Anna Ferris where, like, she tells him, oh, you're, you're stop playing around or whatever. And then she walks out the door and then she immediately a walks back A second later, in. yeah. And it's been another year or whatever that they've been trying to fix whatever leak has happened. I think Pete was in there. I think at one point he says like two months. He says two or? months. Like something about being alone and hunting. Yeah, like he said he walked back in and at one point just kept falling to like a jungle floor. Oh, yeah. And then he said that every time he walked in and out of there, he hoped that he would run into them. So he eventually got to that same time point yeah. and to meet up with them. But now he has a full on beard. And because it's snowy and everything, they look for like through the lost and found. And that's how they get the the those hoodies, those hoodies and the red shirt that he's wearing and all of that. Um, The next time they go into the into the restroom when they finally decide, hey, let's take our chances somewhere else. They show up to an Imagineer's party. <laughs> That's what he, he preferred to call himself an Imagineer rather than like a sci-fi nerd or whatever. Science so, fiction. Science fiction nerd, sorry. <laughs> so the Imagineer's party is like a party where everybody's cosplaying as them and they're finally like... They give out awards at this party. <laughs> best best, uh, best Toby. <laughs> Best Pete was actually pretty funny that he got his own he got his own award. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> he won the own award. But yeah, they that's where they first Oh no, back in the apocalypse they see the mural, but they see parts of it. 
And then at this Imagineer party, they see the rest of the mural. And then, you know, they, they, they go back with Millie, who says that she works with Cassie. Millie is another time-traveling fixer. And she does take them back to their proper time. And so now they're in their proper time, finally back. But it turns out that she's an editor. And, you know, Cassie explains what an editor is. It's basically fanatics that want to time travel and essentially murder artists at their prime so that they don't have a downhill. They don't have a, a you were never good after, <laughs> after this. So she came to make sure that, that they died, right? Yeah. And, and then the whole movie gets solved by the beer. Like, erasing the piece of paper that they were made famous for. Yeah. And everything's, like, reset. Yeah. So everything, you know, they, like, yes, the entire scene happens in the pub. Everybody dies. Young Pete <laughs> walks in from the very beginning of the movie, freaks out, and leaves. And then Ray is, like, trying to reach the piece of paper to try to destroy it, knocks over a beer that essentially takes the ink off the paper and now we enter this paradox mode where if the thing that made them famous was the paper and the paper has been erased and they never become famous and so time resets essentially for them that but future never happens that future never yeah. happened but they retain the knowledge of what did happen of Cassie of Pete being in the, in, in the prehistoric jungle for two months. <laughs> All of that has still happened to them. It's right. just the timeline has reset. So honestly, it's a whole mix of those. That's true. <laughs> of the of the categories from earlier. But yeah, that was the movie. I mean, I think it was really fun. This is one of those movies where we get to experience the fun of like, what if nerds that like geek out over this stuff actually become get put into that situation right mm -hmm. so in this world back to the future exists terminator exists doctor who exists like all of those things exist for them so they know what those rules are when they're time traveling yeah um, it's kind of like the, the it's not a brand new concept to the, yeah 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 because like you know you get a bunch of these movies where it's like oh this is the first time anybody's ever time traveled or had the idea of time traveling like they've never seen a movie where it where someone time travels or the, the version of, like, Zombieland, where, like, they know or they're aware of what zombies were in movies and stuff and what those rules are and that they apply. So mm -hmm. that's what they're doing. And so now we're at the point of our, our movie rating. What did we think? And for time travel, I think we're going to use DeLoreans as our rating scale. It's a very iconic time travel device. It's, it's the thing that we all know. Like, I mean ask anybody pick a time travel movie they're automatically going to say back to the future like nine times out of ten so for me a good time travel movie is a movie that not only fits you know in one of those categories but follows certain logical rules of like of what we would theoretically know as time travel right so if you were to mess something up in your own timeline, 
that would create a paradox. You don't want to be doing things like that. You know, you, you, things that you do will have effects in the future or when you start thinking of, of alternate realities, like things that you do will lead you to a different reality. So don't do that because it's, it's, it's going to screw you up. You're never going to get back home, right? Things have a consequence whether or not they're explicit but at least there's someone thought of um or and so i would rate this i would give this five deloreans they four and a half deloreans <laughs> why did you change your mind um i changed my mind mainly because i i do think that having the entire movie being a little meta with with them knowing about time travel tropes and knowing about the rules and things like that it's been it was really fun but i know that we were kind of talking about that whole ending of like wiping out the paper and having them reset time like would it make sense for them to reset time in that mode and then have those the the knowledge of everything right because if they were to reset time and the movie jumps all the way back to them being in the pub then none of you know the whole cause and effect thing they that never would have happened and so yes the timeline would be reset but then they would have never experienced anything yet mm-hmm. pete has been you know in survival mode for <laughs> for months <laughs> and the other guys essentially died right they all died so i'll take half a delorean off <laughs> off of that but i overall i think it was a fun movie I think it was such a fun movie. I I loved the uh, the humor in it. I loved the um, you know kind of like the that buddy friendship that they had, and they kind of thing that this new experience basically blows your mind, right? Something that you geek out on forever, and then now you get to experience it. So I thought that was pretty fun. I would give this five Delorean. Okay. Out of five Deloreans, because I think it had enough timey-wimeyness in it to kind of make me think about it to make me really like understand what's going on it had just enough complexity to it um but wasn't too far-fetched i know what you're saying towards the end i was very confused you know why it wouldn't happen again or or you know why why destroying that put them back to a reset but I think your explanation to me last night kind of put it together. If that piece of paper had made it out, it would have been, um, the guys still would have died that night and it would be a different reality um, with them dead. Yeah. Right. But, but because they did, or he was able to destroy that, it resets them to, back to when they were sitting there it, ma- it makes sense to me now okay i i think i talked myself out, out of, of it. it so that's why i gave it a, a 4.5 you, you sounded you sounded really knowledgeable yesterday <laughs> i mean i mean it makes sense i think the, the only part that 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 i'm a little hung up right now on is the 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 them retaining the knowledge part because you're essentially saying time moved around them and now it's them. It's the, the same people that we saw just reset. Still, it was a fun movie. 
And now we're on to cool trivia. I do like to dig into the IMDb trivia section for pretty much every movie we watch. So, and I wanted to always pull out any full, cool, fun notes that people have left uh, about the movie or you know, articles that might have been written about it. And I think out of the ones that were on there, there was a handful of them. But the two that I thought were really fun, one of them I ca- we both caught instantly was, if you didn't catch it, when Pete goes into the restroom for the very first time, right? The, the very first act of time travel. And he's doing his little song and dance. And he, as he's peeing and checking his time, he lifts up his glasses. And it's basically, he, he strikes the, the Michael J. Fox, Marty McFly pose, the Back to the Future pose from the poster. You know, he's like glasses up on his head and he's looking at his watch, uh, which I thought was fun. The entire movie has really fun little nods. Yeah, it does. To time travel. I mean, yeah. that's the whole point of it, right? Um, and then I thought this one was really cool, which was nods to time travel that I didn't see straight up. And it said, at the beginning of the movie, the the three guys go to a movie theater, you know, to like, he just got fired. They're trying to feel a little bit better. They go watch a movie. When they leave the movie and they start talking like, geez, Hollywood sucks and blah, blah, blah. There's three posters behind them for movies and they're the movies are a boy's life which is the original title to et the extraterrestrial watch the skies which is the original title for close encounters of the third kind and paradox which was the working title for back to the future part two and funny enough they're all steven spielberg (laughs) (laughs) i mean granted the Back to the Future, he, it was produced by him, not by him, but still, you know, he was involved with all three of those movies. Fine. And you can do the drinking game. I mean, I've been talking oh. a lot the same way that I got into the trivia. And so now... Our tri- and so now, and mm. so now... What about our drinking game? For this movie... All right. Every movie we watch can technically be a... This movie, for me... <laughs> zero drinkies <laughs> it was zero drinkies yes. Yeah. yes zero drinkies because they did not mention the title of the movie uh they not throw a gun <laughs> so for everyone who's just listening in the rules of the drinking game for every single movie are you someone has to say the title of the movie within the context of the movie someone has to throw a gun after they have run out of bullets and throwing it by using it as a weapon, not just throwing it to the side. Um, Willem scream, you know, the, the iconic, ah, um, I'm sorry. What was that? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and go on. You could have kept going and we could have put that in front. Okay. And so these rules apply to any movie, whether it be anything from John wick to 101 Dalmatians. I mean, it is what it is. So, how many drinkies do you give this? I would give it zero drinky. No title mentioned. No gun thrown. There was some type of... He had a prop gun. It was a prop gun. But he didn't throw it. Was it a super soaker? It basically looked like a super soaker. Like a, like a, a cosplay 
fixed up super soaker. <laughs> was Millie holding a weapon towards the end? No, she had like electrical powers. Her, and like her, her death stare. Her death Her Care Bear yeah. death stare. <laughs> yeah. She, in the future, the their time traveling and communication, all of that was like, like in their bones. surgically into their bones or yeah. whatever. So she had weapons on her bones. Right. And no scream. So. Yeah. They're all drinkies. So you'll be leaving this movie sober, but still fun ride. Still fun to watch. So thank you for coming to the this month's uh, meeting. This We'll have another time travel movie at some point for this month. And hopefully you'll join us along with that one too. So happy streaming, everyone. Happy streaming, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>